Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Welcome back to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. I just want to say thank you if this is your second, third, or maybe even 10th time or more for coming back and supporting me. This podcast only continues on with your support. Whether that means listening to an episode, sharing it with a friend, or leaving me a five-star raving review. I appreciate you for being here, and I can't wait to get into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about shame-free pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. So how do we get to this place where we're healing, we're focusing on and getting better, we're focusing on nourishing our bodies, but at the same time, we're not shaming ourselves for pelvic floor dysfunction. Typically with pelvic floor dysfunction, a lot of people do experience guilt, embarrassment, shame. A lot of these feelings uh, come about because there's not enough social, open communication surrounding pelvic floor dysfunction, whether that's prolapse and one of your pelvic organs is starting to droop further down into your vaginal canal. So prolapse is really common for those who have had a baby. So sometimes it can happen during pregnancy or after, but also someone who has never even been pregnant can be taking a shower, washing down there, and then all of a sudden they feel like a bulging sensation. Or let's say you don't have any symptoms at all and you go to the doctor and you get diagnosed with pelvic organ prolapse, whether it's your bladder that protrudes, your uterus, your rectum. Regardless, a lot of people end up shaming themselves, trying to hide these conditions. And it's just not healthy, right? Because whenever we're we're dealing with shame, whenever we're blaming ourselves for a health condition in which we could not predict, we cannot prevent many of these things are not even something we can stop from happening, right? We can decrease our risk for so many forms of pelvic floor dysfunction. But listen, if you have sexual pain that's keeping you from being sexually intimate with your partner, if you have prolapse, this making you feel apprehensive about getting pregnant again. If you feel like you are embarrassed to talk about chronic pelvic pain or vaginismus with someone you're dating, let's get to the place where distinguish between privacy and shame. There's nothing wrong with wanting to maintain a level of privacy and not just share every single thing that happens to you with people you don't feel comfortable with. But let's just be honest. Sometimes we're not even comfortable talking about these things with our spouse, with our girlfriends, with the doctor. So there's a layer of shame that we need to shed. And that's the purpose of today's episode. I want to talk about, first of all, the frequency, like the rates of pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. As of right now, we know for sure that one in three women will struggle with pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. I don't know the numbers on men right now, but that is at least for women. One in three women, that's billions and billions of people. 
And regardless of your gender, I would assume that likely 40 to 50% of people have some level of pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. That may look like you have to go pee every 30 minutes. That may look like you're constipated, right? You are pushing to the heavens just to poop. You're straining, you're bleeding, you're getting hemorrhoids, fissures. If you have to work that hard to poop, there may be some pelvic floor muscle dysfunction involved. Maybe your issue is bladder pain. You have to go pee every 15 to 20 minutes and your your bladder hurts when you don't pee frequently enough. Maybe you have UTI symptoms without an actual bladder infection. There's so many different flavors of pelvic floor muscle dysfunction, but I think the first step is realizing that you are not alone, no matter how isolated you may feel. I know that you may be listening to this and you don't know anyone else who understands your situation. I know you may be dealing with the the, the fact that you can't even wear pants without feeling, or jeans without feeling burning or a stinging sensation around your vaginal opening on your vulva. These conditions are generally not something we're going to go around announcing to the world, but let's just get used to the fact that there are so many people living just like you with the same struggles, with the same levels of dysfunction, with the same frustrations, the same relationship issues. Many of us, our relationships are on the rock. Our partner wants to have sex two, three times a week, and we just want to feel good. We just want to have a pain-free day, and they want to have sex. That can create problems. Or let's say it's been two years you've been married, and you haven't been able to be sexually intimate. Maybe you're not able to have penetration. Maybe you're not able to receive oral sex because maybe that causes pain. Maybe even just getting aroused causes you pain. So now you're avoiding intimacy. You're avoiding touch. You don't want to cuddle. You don't want to make out because you're worried it may lead to sex. And it's a reminder of what you can't do. I find that this is so common with many of my clients. They're like, you know what? We can do other stuff, but I don't even have a sex drive anymore. This has completely turned me off to sex. So I want you to know that what you are dealing with, yes, you, you may have gotten to the point where you're ready to give up. You may have gotten to the point where you are giving up on love, dating, maybe even your marriage. Listen, I had a client who told me that she got to the point in her marriage where she asked her husband for a divorce. This is a young lady who had vaginismus, married for nine years, And when she came to me just this year, just this year, a couple months ago, she had not had intercourse with her husband, right? So this is a heterosexual couple and she had not had sex, penetrative sex with her husband. She told me that she was struggling with depression. And when she found out that she had vaginismus on her wedding nights, that made her depression even worse. She got to the place where she didn't want to be here anymore. She went to pelvic floor physical therapist after therapist, but she had got dilators. She went to a gynecologist. She was even told by one of her providers that she could just try sex, even though she wasn't done with her dilator sex. Just go ahead and try sex. That failed. She had spent so much money on this that she was ready to just give up altogether. She was losing hope after each time that she tried something and it didn't work. She was losing hope. Imagine six, seven years, can't have intercourse with your husband, eight years, can't have nine years. And then she finds me on Instagram And she wants to work with me so badly, but she doesn't want to fail again. And she told me that she came up against the price, right? The price tag, right? Because working with pelvic floor therapists is not going to be free. 
So she decided that she wanted to work with me, but she wanted to do the group coaching instead because that would be a little bit more affordable. And this is what she told me. She said, if I could save a little bit more money, then I wouldn't feel as bad if it didn't work because I would have spent less money to try and fix myself. So now she's looking at nine years in this marriage that she's struggling, right, with her mental health. At one point, she asked her husband for a divorce. He didn't go through with it. And she just said that was her, her one of her lower points. And we worked together in this vaginismus group coaching class. It was seven people in this class. All of them had vaginismus. All of them, except one, were in long-term relationships. Most of them married. And it was just a seven-week course. That's it. We met seven times and then had one week off. So eight weeks total, but seven weeks we met together for 90 minutes each week. And we got to the end of this course and she, among all the others, had improved so much, but none of them had had intercourse pain-free except one. So one person out of seven already had pain-free sex. She was like, girl, it was like butter. It just slid on in, didn't hurt. She was so excited, like, oh my gosh. But everyone else hadn't had intercourse yet at the at the end of our session. But I personally knew that all of them would be able to transition within the next one to two weeks. I was I was confident in that. I taught them everything they needed to know. Strategies, pain management, dilation, breathing, exercises, how to conquer fear and anxiety with insertion, what to do when your dilator is not going in, how to transition from dilators to sex because you can't stay on dilators forever, right? How to make that transition. I taught them everything for, for seven weeks. We did a new module. I would teach them about the history of vaginismus, the science of it, what to understand, how it happens. What is the difference between someone who has vaginismus versus someone who just has sexual pain? I mean, I put everything into this group coaching class. So at the end, at that last session was week eight. I knew that I had done everything I needed to do, even though only one person had conquered this, this vaginismus thing. So Essentially, two weeks later, I started getting messages from them. We were keeping in touch, had like a little group chat, keeping in touch with each other. I was in Tokyo at the time, training my VA, and I got a message from one person. I didn't even see it right away. I was on a way different time zone, so I was way behind, right? So I checked. One person had pain-free intercourse. I was like, yes, come on, let's go. Checked again a few hours later, someone else. Oh my gosh, I had pain-free sex for the first time ever. Another person, oh my gosh, I had pain-free sex for the first time ever. When it got to her, this this one this one lady that was telling me that she was married for nine years, she told me that she eventually had that pain-free sex. And she told me, she reached out to me personally and said, Janelle, I know that it was not just everything I learned from you, but it was being surrounded by all of those women who could finally understand me. She said it was the biggest breath of fresh air. She was able to talk about vaginismus and not feel shame because everyone understood. When she moved up on a dilator side, she was able to celebrate with these women and they understood the magnitude of that progression and that win because they were struggling with the same thing. No more feeling isolated, no more feeling shame, no more feeling like this was the end of the road. She finally felt like she had hope. And when she overcame it and she sent me that message saying, Janelle, you are a hope dealer. She told me that I was able to help her believe again, believe in her body again, believe in her marriage and know that they could overcome this. Listen, that was what really helped to heal those women. Yes, the strategies, 
the pelvic muscle release tactics, the exercises, the way to conquer pain and fear and anxiety, all that stuff that I taught them. Absolutely. It probably would not have been possible if they didn't learn that stuff. However, getting over the shame, getting surrounded by some people that will say, you know what? I don't judge you for this. I understand this is just a medical condition. It's like having a tight hamstring. You got a tight pelvic floor muscle combined with some anxiety, most likely, maybe some fear of insertion. We all have fears. We all have muscle dysfunction. Listen, my neck is tight on the left-hand side. I have dysfunction in my neck. There's just more of a stigma when we hear the word pelvic floor dysfunction, sex. Oh my gosh, you can't have sex. Oh my gosh. We have to get over that because it's when we shed the shame that we will make room for our healing. We make room for our healing when we start shedding, taking those clothes off that tell us that we're not worthy, that we're not enough, that we'll never get better, that we're so different, that no one understands. Mm-mm. Let's rely on the facts. The facts are that billions and billions of people are struggling with pelvic floor dysfunction and many people are dealing with the same exact thing as us and healing is available. It may take seven weeks for someone. It may take two months for someone else. It may take one year for someone else. It may take 10 or 15 or 20 years for someone else. But the reality is, is that you deserve to believe in your body again. I just want you to know that there's no more room for blaming yourself, whether it's the prolapse, feeling like you're not desirable anymore, feeling like you're going to make yourself worse if you go out and go to the gym or if you laugh or if you have sex. Mm-mm. Fear is not welcome here. Shame is not welcome here. What's welcome is you, your healing, your pleasure, and your health. And that's really all I wanted to tell you today because pelvic floor dysfunction and the healing of it is not complete until we shed the layers of shame. We have to get rid of that. It's keeping us back. All right. So I just want you to know that lady, man, woman, baby, person, whoever you are, I want you to know that pelvic floor dysfunction is not your identity and you can move on. Will it be hard? Absolutely. Will there be days that you want to give up? Absolutely. But it's not your fault and you can keep going step by step. Sometimes you might have to take a break, take a nap, take a day off, take a week off, get back up again. All right. That's all I wanted to say. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast so far, if you're feeling a little bit more encouraged, if you're feeling seen, validated and heard, I want you to leave me a five-star revenue review. If you've been here before, you're you're taking this information. Do something for me and leave me a five-star rating review on this podcast. Share it with someone you know. Thanks for listening to this episode, beautiful. I will see you again next Monday for the Vagina Rehab Doctor Podcast. Bye.